Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. himself ross is here to keep me in check how are you sir <laughs> i'm good mate how are you um, I'm, I'm not too bad i promise i'll behave sir please don't <laughs> cut me off while i'm out well i'm looking forward to the arsenal game anyway it should be fun well given it was last on match of the day yeah that probably some sums it all up pretty well um right let's get straight into it then so a well well peek behind the curtain a little there's actually a premier league game still going on as we're recording uh so if anything exciting happens in it it might i might have to make some notes uh but the weekend <laughs> started off with bournemouth hosting manchester united at the vitality stadium uh manchester united who are back and have won three games in a row quite promptly lost one nil to bournemouth in quite possibly one of the dullest saturday morning games i've watched in a while um <laughs> Any thoughts on this one, sir? Yeah, I watched all of this. Um, my brother Lloyd's a Man United fan, and even he wasn't confident before the game kicked off. He said, "Just look at this team. I feel like we're just we're not going to win. We're rubbish." And this is set up for a Bournemouth one 0 win, and so 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 it was. It was it was just hideous conditions. It was chucking it down uh, all across the south coast yesterday, and Bournemouth just looked more up for it. I think. Yeah, I say Bournemouth, who haven't been great this season. Uh, interesting, both them and Man United uh, were level on points going into this game as well. Wow. Uh, United came in unchanged from their win over Norwich. Well, I, I remember saying last week they actually looked much better with mm. Martial and Rashford playing together. Uh, obviously, Rashford played in midweek against Chelsea as well and had a decent game. Um, but yeah, very little happened apart from say Martial had a penalty shout, which was probably never a penalty. No, a bit it of a wasn't given. So yeah, a bit of a dive, and it all kicked off after I think because he was trying to claim that Lerma spat at him. But I think Lerma was shouting that he was diving, and as he shouted at him, spit came out. So. <laughs> and uh, the only other thing I've got really of note was uh, so it was a great goal by Josh King, Brilliant. former Man United player. Um, the only thing is, when you've got the world's most expensive defender in your team, <laughs> should Josh King have that much time and space in the six-yard box? box? Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. I watched the I watched the replay multiple times, and like there's literally no marking going on whatsoever. I'm I'm guessing Maguire thought Lindelof was picking him up. Uh, but Josh King literally is just hovering around in the area. Yeah, he had time to watch chest it up in the air, take a touch, and then swivel and shoot. And yeah, yeah, the hair had no chance from there. I mean, it was like an outstanding world class save, and yeah, it was terrible. Man United just whatever their tactics were. To the first few minutes of the game, they were getting the ball out wide to uh, Dan James on one wing and whoever it was on the left, Rashford on the left, and that was working because the the Bournemouth fullbacks just couldn't keep control of them, but. After about 10 minutes, they decided, no, let's try and play through the middle, and it just killed the game. Yeah, so you, opposition teams, if they can take Dan James out of the game, yeah. it'll, it'll be quite effective. But when Man United do it themselves, uh, obviously it's going to be even more effective. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, say Man United fans who have been clamouring for Jose. Uh, Jose? Uh, they probably are at this point. <laughs> probably, yeah, to be fair. Arsenal fans are. Um, <laughs> they're actually worse off this season than they were at the same point last season. Wow. I saw that Oli has lost more games uh, as Man United boss than Klopp has as Liverpool boss, and Klopp's had 106 more games in charge of Liverpool. <laughs> it's madness, like that. It's just how poor they've been. I think I saw that they were two points off the relegation zone. Jesus, Not yeah. Point. They're cl- they're closer to the bottom three than they are the top four. At the yes, that, I know that's definitely true. I mean, that's that's appalling, isn't it? Surely he should be fired at this point. They're a clamour. Yeah. The one one in five. Yeah, they've got. They are um, five points above Saints. Yeah, but he knows the club, Ross. He knows the club. <laughs> yes, yeah, clearly working. Those three wins have been really worth it. It'll be okay, you know. They're waiting for Rio Ferdinand to come in next. Um, but yeah, he, he, but if you ask Rio, because you know Rio Ferdinand was was lined up for this. Um, oh, this looks like a bad injury. Um, Rio Ferdinand was um, lined up for this technical director's role. Yeah. Apparently, Man United. Have you seen him on BT Sport? Like, he was in the studio yesterday with Sky. Him and Joe yeah, Cole. Yeah, defending the, the performance. Yeah. As if there was absolutely nothing wrong at the club <laughs> whatsoever. Like, I'm so glad he didn't get the technical director's job. So. Oh, I've got to start. This is breaking news. Like, are you watching the Everton game at the moment? Uh, it's on, yeah. Uh, have you seen Son's reaction to whatever he's just done? To... Uh, no, I've just oh, missed that. All... So there's been a tackle. Yeah. I can't see who's down, but even Serge Aurier is covering his face and looks like he's going to be sick. Oh wow! So I don't know what's happening. So sorry to ruin the podcast, people. Well, Son's just been sent off, so that's going to make his day even worse. And it's Andre uh, Gomez was down, wasn't it? Was it, was it Gomez is down? I, I think was hoping so. it wasn't Seamus Coleman, to be fair, because <laughs> this looks quite bad. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is uh, Andre Gomez. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this in, in, in a bit then. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Man United not having the best of times at all. But Bournemouth look pretty good. You know, they're quite lively going forward, but they're, hit, they're so hit and miss at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they had a couple of chances. I think it was Ryan Fraser took... He got clean through a few times and just couldn't, mm-hmm. take, couldn't finish the opportunity. But, yeah, they were... They were playing counter-attack football and it was working. Josh King and Callum Wilson are a really good front two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so King's, I know King at times has played out wide right to mm. accommodate Dominic Solanke in the team, but obviously Eddie Howe has uh, stolen back any blackmail documents that Solanke had on him. <laughs> uh, so Solanke isn't starting at the moment. Didn't even come on today. Oh, yesterday, thankfully. What a shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know... This Man United team is dismal. What what yeah, does Fred what do? Say, what, what, what are they getting out this season? Yeah, what Fred is Fred? The amount of chances he had where he literally just passed it to the goalkeeper yeah. um, were ridiculous. But I don't know what Pereira does either. Yeah, well, looking at their squad, I mean, McTominay is probably their best midfielder currently, and I mean, that is a sad state of affairs. He's also their best attacking threat, it seems, yeah. <laughs> when Rashford's not having a good day. <laughs> he is, yeah. I don't get what Fred does. I, Ashley Young is past it now. Wan-Bissaka... He's he's kind of acclimatising to a big club, I suppose. He's doing all right. Lindelof and Maguire will will gel, I think. Lindelof's he's taken a... playing with an injury, I believe, as well. Yeah, and yeah, there's just so many changes. Like Pereira, I don't understand how he's a Premier no. League player, let alone a Man United player at all. Brazilian international, apparently. Yeah, that is shocking. I mean, he is terrible. Yeah, and then when they're bringing on, yeah, they're bringing on uh, Williams and Greenwood with ten minutes to go to win the game for them. Yeah, I find this really interesting. Like uh, Mason Greenwood, uh, there's been a lot of clamour from Man United fans how he's the next big thing mm. uh, and whatever, and how he's you know Man United's great white hope in, in the fact that you know they didn't sign a striker but they didn't need one because they've got him. Yeah. And then they've had Europa League games and stuff this season. He's been on the bench for them, and then I think this Williams kid has played ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've never heard of this other kid. So how good is Mason Greenwood if some random 
kid at the academy is getting in front of him. Do you think he's trying to make a point, Ollie, here? That he's got like three kids on the bench and then he's got uh, Juan Massa, Lingard, Rojo and a keeper. Like, Well, I'd hope not, considering that that's what got Jose Mourinho sacked. <laughs> he made that point where he filled his bench full of academy players. <laughs> yeah. like, look, I've got nothing else to play. Um you know, I know, I know um, Ole spent some time with the academy before he before he went to to mould, yeah, uh, and whatever. So maybe it's that, but they were oh, just that, they were that, just that, shocking. That must have been so bad that Sky cut it out. Wow! They showed the, the two players sliding in together and stopped. Wow, that is normally yeah, that, that's serious. And Sky aren't showing it because they they contend to revel in that sort of stuff. I was going to say, um, I imagine it, I was expecting it to be on Sky adverts. <laughs> Best league so, in the yeah. world. Not looking good. Um, yeah, Fred, Premier League midfielder, definitely. Um, not really much else to say about that game, so should we come to the three o'clock? Yes, yeah, do. Some of these were a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's start at Southampton, shall we? It was their first Premier League game uh, since their 9 0 handling just over a week ago, and they went to the Etihad. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine they were feeling too confident going into this one. Well, they ha- they had had a narrow uh, defeat to them in midweek in the Caribou Cup, or whatever the fuck it's called now. Yeah. Um, but they came away with a 2-1 defeat, but they came away with a lot of credibility. They actually looked quite good for the majority of this game. Yeah, they had 25% of the possession, three shots, but they were a really, really solid defensive unit. Mm-hmm. People were throwing themselves in front of the ball to stop uh, City getting through. And it was inevitable that City would break through, but mm-hmm. Saints come out of this with a hell of a lot of credit, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's say. No, they scored after an Edison error. James Ward-Prowse uh, pouncing on his... Uh, really defense. lively, that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angus Gunn was dropped by Southampton. Mm. Uh, Alex McCarthy. Yes. He was a former Huddersfield goalkeeper, I believe. Yeah, he's been around. He's been. He was at Leeds for a little bit. Reading. He's been all over the shop. But he's quite good as well. But I remember him being good on Football Manager. Yeah, he's still one of those kind of. uh, Still got a name for that. Yeah, Uh, Man City obviously quite confident this game. You know, bought in Carl Walker and Aguero, um, as you you do for these uh, easier. (laughs) It's mad that Aguero. He's so in and out of the team. He's, he's, he obviously scored the equalizer in this game. Yeah. It was his ninth goal from ten shots on target. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's that's a mad stat, and he gets dropped. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Jesus is a good player, and he's got a good scoring record as well. But when you've had ten shots on target for <laughs> nine goals, you should be playing every game. Yeah, that is a ridiculous conversion rate, and his goal was so neatly taken as well. Mm-hmm. Just foot through, bang, goal. Like no, no messing around. But, yeah, it was City's first shot on target when they scored as well. And I think they scored what in the 86 minute. Yeah, that, that, that's absolute madness to, to think that Southampton, who got hammered last week, you know, I know sometimes you see teams who suffer bad defeats. They they kind of rally around in the next game. Mm. But to go to a team like Man City, who I imagine there were people who probably put money on Man City hitting nine past them this week, uh, yeah. to keep them at bay for 86 minutes and not even have a shot on target is pretty impressive. Guardiola was fuming. He said he said that they defended with eleven men in the eighteen-yard box. Just lost nine 0 Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what else are they going to do? Uh, the only other interesting thing I've got is you say Angelino made his first start for Man City, his second spell at the club, uh, and Carl Walker scored at what an, a ninety? Was it? A, no, that was the other game. This was like an eighty-seventh minute. Yeah, eighty-seventh minute. Wasn't it? it was weird because Angelino and Carl Walker. For a lot of the City players, they don't really have positions, do they? They mm-hmm. just kind of play in the opposition half. Walker was playing as a inside forward on the right-hand side for a lot of this. That's weird, isn't it? He hasn't got the legs to get back anymore, though. No, he hasn't. All his hair, as you see Sterling's <laughs> yeah. tweet yesterday. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, City still second in the Premier League, chasing Liverpool, uh, closely followed by Leicester, who we'll come on to shortly. Mm. Um, do you think they can get back in the title race? Yes, they play each other this week, don't they? Yes, next Sunday, as Which... Sky are constantly telling us. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be every advert for a week now, those two playing, but... I, I think they can do Liverpool because Liverpool aren't playing great and City just mm-hmm. they just don't stop and even to Liverpool but Liverpool get a bit luckier I think than City Cities yeah. are just through just sheer force that they just win these games yeah we'll come on to the Liverpool game in just a moment but uh, I imagine for Man City fans when Walker put the second goal in uh, at that point on the Saturday they must have thought that they were closing the gap a bit because obviously Liverpool <laughs> left it late yeah. to, to get something out of their game uh, so Man City must have thought this was their moment uh, I wonder if that filtered through to, to Villa Park well yeah well Guardiola was adamant that they didn't have any idea what was going on at um, Villa Park at all yeah but the fans would have got a bit sassy didn't he saying that we don't care what they're doing it, do a little it, bit. Was, it was quite interesting I don't know if it was just on match of the day or whatever but this is the loudest I've ever heard the aired. yeah it was yeah I mean it, it wasn't even full I don't think it, it never is they never weird. sell out it, it is really strange that in Manchester uh, where uh, where I know it's an, an old cliche but most football fans in Manchester are either Burnley or Man City fans yeah um, you think yeah, half those glory hunting United yeah, fans yeah. would have defected as well yeah, that's the thing. They they don't they don't fill that ground, and I I I've I've never understood it either. Are they outpricing people? Because obviously Main Road used to be yeah uh, used to be full. You know they used to get like fifty thousand when they were in like League the League Two or whatever yeah. it was at the time. But yeah, they they can't uh, fill a sixty thousand seat stadium in the Premier League when they're playing some of the best football. Yeah, it is uh, weird. Really strange. All right, we'll pop to Villa Park now then uh, to go over the Liverpool game. So Aston Villa hosted Liverpool and for, what, 80-odd minutes were probably the better team. Uh, Liverpool coming away 2-1 winners hmm. uh, thanks to a late equaliser from uh, Robertson and then a, what, 94th minute uh, winner from yeah. Sadio Mane. Uh, would it be controversial to say that Sadio Mane probably shouldn't have been on the pitch for that <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, also on Mane, he's a man that needs to accept he's going bold. His hairline is in the <laughs> middle of his head at this point. <laughs> Just shave it off, mate. Do yourself a favour. it's fashion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Liverpool equaled the record for the most points in a Premier League season at this stage of 31. Uh, no team has failed to win the title from such a position. Nah. Uh, Jack Grealish missed out from Aston Villa and must have been pretty scared for his... Uh, place in the squad because this was probably one of the best filler performances I've seen in a while uh, they were pretty good uh, Lalana came in for a rare start for Fabinho uh, as Fabinho was rested well he's on the bench uh, probably with one eye towards the as he was one booking from suspension Yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, Sadio Mane, the reason I say he shouldn't have been on the pitch is he gave away two quick free kicks in succession mm-hmm. uh, for persistent fouling. Didn't get booked, uh, but did uh, give away the free kick that led to Trezeguet's opener yeah. uh, for Villa. Uh, but then he just pro- and then he promptly dived yeah. and got a book in then. So uh, I'm amazed. Yeah, the tying up process should him. should have made that four four bookings, four four fouls should lead to a second yellow surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that the 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 fouls he did, mm. like the there were two literally one after the other. Yeah, like I, I don't think the referee, had, you know, had, had put his whistle down from the, from the first, <laughs> and he gave away the second. Yeah, so clattered the second. Get, like, look, you're getting a second. You're getting a yellow card here, and then I think I think the dive was afterwards. I found it really interesting that considering this was what dive was a big deal. Mm. Match of the day didn't show it in their original highlights unless I missed it. No, I watched Match of the Day. Yeah, it was weird. They kind of missed a few chances. They they didn't really talk about Firmino's um, 
offside goal either. Well, that's well, quite. They showed, they showed it, but they didn't go over it in any great detail. No, I just said, oh yeah, this you know, this happened. Highlights package where they show like the 10, 15 minutes of highlights. Yeah. They didn't even show Marnay's dive. No, it wasn't on those at all. Because normally I I skip through the analysis on match of the day because I don't need to colour anything I say on the podcast. I don't want to come in and yeah. someone call me out. I think I said this earlier. Actually. I don't want someone to call me out and say, no, a goal Lineker said that on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and whatever. So I literally just skip through all that. But I thought, I'm positive I've seen all over Twitter about this dive and I've seen a video of it. Mm. So I, I had to stop and then eventually they, yeah, they went, oh, look, he dived here. It's not very good, was it? And they literally carried on. Yeah, just so carried on. Yeah. If, if that was any other club, that yeah. way they would have showed that a hundred times and stuff like that. Yeah, Liverpool are getting this kind of the old Man United luck, aren't they? Where games just keep going until they score, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the one thing I find is it's all right saying they've got the, the, this old Man United luck, but that their media coverage yeah. is getting a little bit much. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if it will go against them because obviously there's, there's, there's been times where against Man City last season they were the, the plucky underdog in a way. Yeah. Wow, 12 minutes of added on time. <laughs> um, uh, there was the plucky, the plucky on the underdog uh, going against Man City, who mm. people love to hate and whatever as the corporate machine uh, that they are. Um, but now, like Sky, like yeah. Sky, I'm surprised they're not giving out subs- like satellite subscriptions <laughs> in Liverpool. You know, they do, they they do that much bombing of Liverpool. It's you know, I'm surprised they haven't got a Sky Sports Klopp <laughs> channel. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. They can do no no wrong. Everything is about Liverpool. Like it could it could it could be like Liverpool versus Cheltenham in like a friendly yeah. on a Wednesday night, and I think Sky would dedicate six hours of their scheduling. To... <laughs> you know, if they win the league this year, you know, like the NFL do these kind of season reviews of the team that won the Super Bowl. It's gonna be one of those for Liverpool on Sky Sports. Like... Oh yeah, but they'll show every minute of the Premier League, not not just an hour and a half show. It'll be every minute of every game. <laughs> No, and it's it, it's a shame because obviously Liverpool haven't won the league in a long time, and they're they're, they're doing really well. They're doing everything they need to. So we we've both alluded to that they're not playing well this season mm. uh, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I just wonder if the media the the, the media coverage and the, and the way they are like I know certain outlets have always been over the top with Liverpool for, yeah. for various political reasons or, or or whatever, you know. But it does start to grate as a fan of another club. Um, yeah, I've got no axe to grind with Liverpool as a Leeds fan. They don't on my radar as a rival or anything like that. But yeah, it is kind of they are the new Man United almost. Yeah, it's a shame. But you know, I think they're in a, in a great position to win the league, and I'd be very, very surprised if they don't. Yes. Um, Aston Villa. I know you're not a fan. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them with a passion. But yeah, they did really well. <laughs> annoyingly. Yeah. yeah, they're doing quite well this season, which is a, a little bit of a shame. They're definitely going to stay up because there's. there's Clearly, three worst teams in them in the league this year, and they've got one of the best scoring records in the league as well. Yeah, they've got some exciting players. That Trezeguet, I think, now he's got his first goal, could really kick on. And uh, the guy that was man of the match, marvellous, Macamba. Macamba, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a good game the other week as well. So yeah, he, yeah, they're starting to settle now. And I think if uh, Dean Smith can get the, their defensive unit sorted out, mm. I, I think they'll climb up the table. I think they're about they're still about mid table now, so they're not doing too badly. Yeah. Um, but Tom yeah, Heaton was one of the signing of the summer, I think. He was just a solid goalkeeper for the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, the rest of the Saturday games, then. Let's go to West Ham, who hosted uh, Goldshine Newcastle. <laughs> uh, 
kept an unchanged team. Uh, they've had, although they have had no wins in five League and Cup games now for West Ham. After me and Dave sitting here a few weeks ago saying how well they were doing. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle made changes though. Uh, John Joe Shelby and Isaac Hayden came in uh, for the Longstaff brothers. One of them was suspended. One of them obviously couldn't go out because it was after his bedtime. <laughs> uh, and Newcastle promptly uh, took a 3 0 lead uh, for the first time this season. I think it was the first time they've scored more than once this season. <laughs> uh, through uh, Kieran Clark, uh, Fernandez, so both their centre backs scored. Yep. And then John Joe Shelby with an absolutely brilliant free kick. Uh, although I did notice that everyone seemed to just want to have a go at Roberto in goal for West Ham for that. Yeah, he probably should have saved it, to be fair. It was a good free kick, though. It was, yeah, very good, but it was from a long distance. And he was kind of trying to claim that the wall was blocking his way. It's like, well, yes, isn't that I what they're that. doing? Yeah. Uh, Shelby had a great game, though. He, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't, doesn't seem to play very much uh, under various managers, it seems, though. So it's obviously, you know, I know he's got a nasty edge to him. Mm. Uh, and but yeah, came in, he hit the bar. That was um, a cracking little shot. No, no backlift at all. Just. Yeah. Bosh. It looked, it looked like he put no effort into it yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, but Newcastle were fantastic. Absolutely, this is the, you know I, the excitement was probably too much for Dave. Like, <laughs> I think they had like a, a half a season's ch- worth of chances in this one game. Yeah, uh, you know, and to score three times, obviously that's six weeks worth of goals. Saint uh, Saint Maxim and um, Almiron, they couldn't decide between who wanted to score the most, so they just both just <laughs> kept missing chances one after another. But that Saint Maxim, Jesus Christ, he is fast. He's really fast. I think me and Ali spoke about him last week. Just, just his end product isn't very good. Yeah. Like he, he, he's looking better by the week though. So he had those two chances where he went one on one, didn't he? Yeah. Um, where his, his finishing was like Theo Walcott quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if he gets an end product, he is gonna skyrocket. Yeah, he won't be at Newcastle for long. Yeah, like like Traore basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had, he had the same thing. He was probably the most frustrating player in the Premier League, and suddenly he's got it together. And I think he's had like three man of the matches in a row. Yeah. Pretty much now. Speed kills. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Robert Snodgrass kept his place in the team and scored for his, a second time in a week. Oh, uh, as West Ham launched a, a kind of a comeback, I suppose. Uh, Balbena, the centre back, scored that other goal. Um, Left it a bit late. I think if there had been another yeah. five minutes or so, this could have ended 3 3 because Newcastle were rocky at the back. Yeah, they were tired, weren't they? Yeah. They, had, they? They went all out in the first half. Um, but yeah, pressure's on Pellegrini by the looks of it. It is. Now, I, I don't look at the Premier League table often. I listen to your pod, your guys on a Sunday, but I don't ever look at the table because it doesn't concern me. They were like in the top six, weren't they, a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. And at the beginning of the season, they were making aspirations that they were. They were top six was their aim this season, possibly top four. They're level on points with Man U now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> or a bad thing? Well, they're below them, so it's definitely a bad thing because Man U are plummeting. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a team. They're a funny team, West Ham. They 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 have these. They can. They're capable of having these runs, aren't yeah. they? But then they yeah. Then they have these these strange results, and I don't think. Anyone expected Newcastle to come out and be as attacking as they were? You know, you know. Steve, look at Steve Bruce in the dugout. You think, right, lads, uh, we'll just take this one easy. But he was like a dog with two dicks after the game. You see him. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted to love me like they love Rafa. Yeah, he was still a bit critical though, wasn't he? He was. Like the fact he was like, uh, you know, obviously we come out. You know, I, I don't want to be too harsh because we've won the game and you know we, we've we scored some goals as well. But we've got to take our chances. Yeah, he called it a rock solid and dangerous win. Yeah, because the the amount of, the amount of chances they missed that they should have been six and up at half time. Yeah, West Ham were that bad, and yeah, yeah Newcastle's just not that clinical enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
madness. Uh, talking of teams who are overperforming or underperforming, should we say? Or, well, I've, I don't know where I was going with that, Ross, sorry. Uh, <laughs> your favourite club... Let's go to Sheffield. Mike, Sheffield United. Uh, the now, I believe, is now officially the best defence in the Premier League. Uh, as they kept the clean sheet this weekend. Coming out 3-0 winners at Burnley, and they were 3-0 up at half-time. Uh, again, against a Burnley team who've been doing well. Yeah. Um, but not ter- uh, you know, not not terribly not great, uh, and you know, generally known for their, their good defence and whatever. Uh, Muset uh, got a start in reward for his goals in recent week. He has now scored more goals for Sheffield United than he did in his whole time at Bournemouth, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. He was He's, fantastic in this. Yeah, he set up the opener with a, yeah. a great great flick on to, for Lundstrom, and I'm pretty sure he got a touch in the build up to the second. Yeah, I think he did, and well. he got his goal as well. Oh um, no! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He is no, kind of two assists, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, the commentator on match today for this—did you hear her? Uh, yeah, Vicky, Bill, not Vicky Blake, Vicky. Vicky something, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you're on about. She was very excitable. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that. I need more Jonathan Pierce, please. <laughs> Alan Green. Um, but yeah, it, you know, and I felt a bit sorry for Musa. He's had a great game. They took they took him off. I don't know if it was at half time or just after half time, and brought on Billy Sharp, mm. who looked like he'd never played football before. <laughs> he, he looked like he was so off the pace. You know, I think he's a man out of his depth. I like Billy Sharp, and I've always liked yeah. him as a, a a football league goal scorer. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's not built for the Premier League. I don't think. Yeah. Like I think there was a couple of occasions where he, he got away. He like, well, I say got away. Mm. He, he was in a position where he was practically running through on goal, but literally the play just caught up with him with yeah. hardly any effort whatsoever. Um, you know, how old is he now? He's not that old, surely. He must be in his thirties, but early thirties, I'd say. Yeah, quick, like a quick Google. That like, he seems to have been around forever. Yeah, they're like championship manager guys, aren't they? Yeah, 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 he's 33, so yeah. 33, so you'd think he'd be able to do a job, but I don't, I don't know if Musa took a knock or anything like that. I just thought it was rather strange that he, you know, he 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 got took off. Mm. You know, maybe uh, maybe Chris, what's his name, Chris Wilder, he's, yeah, uh, maybe taking his inspiration from other managers in regards to bizarre substitutions. <laughs> um, Musa got three assists apparently. Oh, so he got all three assists. Yeah, and then, yeah, got hold off. Wow, you've done, done your job. Let Billy have a run out. <laughs> Yeah, really, really strange. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United, impressive. I think you know they're well in, t- in the top half at the moment. I say the best defense in the league. Yeah, I'm hoping it's one of these whole situations where they start really well and just crumble and get oh, relegated. Well, relegated but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd really like that as well. That'd be ideal, but got, got to give them credit. Then, I think this was the first time I've seen Chris Wilder actually happy <laughs> after a game. The one thing they're not doing. And we, you, you talk about it every week. It's overlapping centre backs. That isn't happening. They're not doing no, that. It did. It did. We spoke about this last week. I know it was probably missed in the in the, the shouting and the swearing <laughs> and, and the whatever. But I remember after the Arsenal game, that Sky showed um, a heat map of their centre backs. Oh right, really? And they do more running than most. They they they, they cover the flanks basically. It's really strange. Mm, I, I literally, yeah, as I, as I, I think I said last week, like me and Dave just had a piss out of it because it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Overlapping centre backs. Uh, you know, is it Chris Basham as they goals? Yes, I mean he is a, a lumbering man. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't look like someone you'd expect to be running up the wings. But then again, what's he, that that Patterson at Cardiff? Yeah. Goals in the Premier League last season, so you, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's working now, but I think it's something that they they will have to kind of adjust later mm-hmm. in the season. But f- fair play to them, it is working. They're starting with like six defenders every game. Yeah. Um, but they're going to have to for the amount of running they do. Lundstrom is a, f- a fantasy football centre back, and 
scoring two goals and uh... is he a centre back? Yeah. Because oh, I've, I've never heard of him. He wears number seven uh, as a centre back. Yeah, because like, I, I, I didn't know. Um... I didn't know what position he played. You know, yeah, I'm sure he was a midfielder that they've kind of just stuck him at centre back for his legs. Okay. A lot of clubs seem to do that. Like I think Den Donker's been doing it for Wolves, mm. obviously Fernandinho and stuff like that. But you know, he'll be playing up front. You know, yeah, for, I remember playing for Oxford like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. See the joys of watching lower league football. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, do, do, do you take your Leeds hat off for a second. Yeah. You think Sheffield United can keep this up? This up, no, but themselves up, yes. Annoyingly. Yeah, yeah, it is. A, I, I think that I, I can't imagine there'll ever be a club that stay up for more than two seasons. But... If Norwich go down and Sheffield United stay up, then fair enough, because Norwich fans have really wound me up over the last kind of six months or so. Okay. <laughs> They've become the the new kind of most hated team. <laughs> okay, excellent. Right, let's go on to all oh, oh, the dull teams to watch. Oh no, yeah, Norwich. Talking Norwich. <laughs> uh, they visited the Amex Stadium this this weekend. Uh, Brighton traditionally not known for their decent home record, but they've now won three home wins in a. You know, oh, my words are terrible. <laughs> it's too early on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say it's because you've made me record before the alcohol. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Brighton made it three home wins in a row for the first time in quite a long while as they beat Norwich, who still haven't won away. I yeah, believe. I think they've got what one point away from home all season, one point and one goal or something like that. Um, this looked like a game of quite a few chances, to be fair. Yes, I mean, um, well, Norwich had no shots on target in the end, but Brighton had twenty-one shots, um, eight of them on target. It's weird, like Brighton being this attacking team, and yeah, yeah, me and David said it for weeks now. It's yeah. Crazy. Really, it is really weird. I didn't think Potter would get this out with him. I didn't didn't rate him at all. I mean, he did that great at Swansea last year, but he's taken to this like a duck to water. And mm-hmm. right in a, they're quite fun to watch, and they're eighth. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? It's like <laughs> Trossard, who scored their opener, uh, looks quite lively. Yeah, he's had, he's had a few decent games this season. Um, I think he set up the Duffy second. Yes, goal and assist. Yeah, um, but yeah, Norwich. Beat Man City and have been awful since. Yeah, they're they're terrible. Their their tactic, they, they kind of got they, they weren't great last year. I don't know how they managed to win the league. Us managing to fuck it up and Sheffield United just not been enough to, to overtake them was how they won the league. I think that they used to score a lot of late goals. I didn't know. That was their thing. Yeah. yeah, well, they rely on Pookie and he's not scored for ages now. Six games he hasn't scored for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see, I say he hit the ground running, didn't he? That is it. That is their team. They've got some fancy players in midfield. Like, um, Bundia and Steeperman and Hernandez, but they play one up front, and if Pookie isn't scoring, no one else is scoring for them. Do you think they'll be? Do you think uh, potentially in January, or imagine if not January, the end of the season? Uh, but do you think in January um, they've got like players like Cantwell mm. and is it Aaron's? Yeah, Max Aaron's, yeah. Who's been looked at by a couple of clubs? Uh, you know, Spurs are obviously <coughs> looking, apparently looking at him for January and stuff like that. And I know Cantwell is getting a lot, of, a lot of attention. Do you think if their runner form continues at the moment, they can keep hold of those players? Uh, and if they don't, could that lead them to be in a lot of trouble? I think even if even if they keep them to the end of the season, I think they're going down. And once they go down, they will go. It's just a, that's just what happens. There's no way you can keep hold of those sort of players in the football league. 
I say it is it is weird. I remember saying at the beginning of the season, I thought um, Norwich and Villa had probably had the better chances mm. of the three promoted teams to come up because they played attacking football. Uh, but obviously, you know, Sheffield United have proven that wrong. They're in, obviously in the top ten, and uh, I think Villa are like sixteenth for Norwich at nineteenth. Yeah. Like oh my god, Sheffield United is sixth. God, what is wrong with the Premier League table? This is going to uh, sound they, like they super... Can't be, they, they can't be having that good of a season, though, because Arsenal are above them. <laughs> this one sounds like super xenophobic or whatever, and I don't mean it to come across this way, but young English managers are doing pretty well with these teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even not, not young, but managers like Brendan Rodgers as well. They're doing fantastic. I don't want to praise Chris Wilder, but he's there. Eddie Howe, Graham Potter. Mm-hmm. Even Roy's in the top ten. <laughs> Definitely not young. (laughs) Oh, where do I want to go next? Uh, There's two. I've got to do the other three o'clock, haven't I? God. (laughs) Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers paid a visit to the Emirates Stadium this week, and it was all changed under the new regime. Uh, All hail Mesut Ozil. Um, him and Lucas Torreira uh, kept their places from the five-all draw in midweek against Liverpool uh, and came into the uh, Premier League team. Aubameyang captain the side uh, in the absence of Granit Xhaka, who was having a rest uh, for some reason, <laughs> uh, and he promptly scored his 50th goal of the, for, for the club. Um, oh, where to start? Rush, you're just going to have to cut me off at some point. All right, let me start uh, with this. Though. I saw a tweet that, that someone posted that well, at one point um, Arsenal were winning, City and Liverpool were both losing, and they, in the tweet they also said what's going to happen is the games will finish, Arsenal will draw, and City and Liverpool will both win. <laughs> exactly what happened. Wow. Nostradamus yeah. uh, was was out in force. Uh, um, yeah, oh, this is a really strange one. So Emery gave the fans kind of what they wanted. Yeah. starting at Sol and Torreira, uh, I think it would have been difficult not to start at Sol. Uh, it did look like a change in formation at one stage, right? Uh, but then it became abundantly clear there was actually no formation. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I hate this because I've defended Emery. What is the what is the problem? Because looking at that team that started yesterday, that is fantastic. That is a really good Premier League team. Yeah, yeah, but so imagine if you're imagine you're playing football manager, right? Yeah. And you've got those eleven players, right? And you just close your eyes and drag your mouse all over the pitch. <laughs> and that seems to be what's happening. Um, right. So yeah, Torreira started. Uh, Torreira probably our most apart from Gwen Doozy, probably our most tenacious midfielder. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's obviously coming for Xhaka. Um, you know, and, you know. So if if I I'll pose a question to you, if you're watching a midfield of Guendouzi, Sabeos, and Torreira, mm-hmm. and I told you that one of them kept overtaking our forwards uh, <laughs> to, to be the most the attacking player, which one would you expect it to be? Well, you'd hope it'd be Sabeos, wouldn't you? Well, it wasn't. It was Torreira. <laughs> of course, it was. And don't get me wrong, he did it on he did it on uh, on in the Liverpool game in midweek and scored. Yeah. And stuff like, and he can he can get forward from deep and score. But yeah, when he's running past Lacazette, <laughs> there's something wrong. Yes, Sabayas looks like there's talk that he wants to stay at the club and whatever. I don't know if he wants to stay at the club because it's an easy life. Because <laughs> yeah. like he has got, he is so off the boil at the moment. If, our midfield is so casual. It's I, four I, central midfielders. Yeah, I dread to think what would happen if Gwendu. I think I said this last week. If Gwendouzi came out of that team. Yeah. Like. Like uh, towards the end of this game, uh, Diego Yotta. Don't get me wrong; he's, he's not a bad player. And Wolves aren't a bad club. No. A draw at Wolves isn't a terrible result. No. You know, I, I think they. I think we we didn't take a point. We I think we took one point off them last season, uh, in the league. I'm sure they beat us in one and drew it drew in the other. Yeah, they got a good team. You know, um, you know, 
But yeah, Yotta just walked through our midfield <laughs> and then walked through our defence. Um, and I, it's weird because I've, I've got to praise the defence for that Yotta bit at the end because that's normally the sort of thing that happens. And David Louise or Callum Chambers or somebody just hacks him down or yeah. leaves his foot in a place. So they've obviously learned from that. You know, and I, I think Socrates stepped off him a bit, and Louise was you know careful with his, his foot positioning. But yeah, the, the midfield, there was absolutely nothing in it. You know, Martinelli come on, who's the highest scoring um, teenager in, in, in the world at the yeah. moment, apparently. Um, didn't really do that much, but then couldn't because they didn't look to be, you know, any shape. Uh, we've got a £72 million record sign on the bench who's just hitting a bit of form. Mm. Um, so, you know, when we're draw, you know, when, when we're 1-0 up and whatever, you know, and we're going to replace um, one of our strikers or whatever, let's bring on a 18-year-old <laughs> who's played less than 10 games in, in his career instead uh, and then play him at central defence, it... well, um, in defensive midfield. Was it four four two? Because looking at that, from, from from what I can gather, Leno and Goal obviously. I don't know. You tell me, mate. So I, for me, it would be Chambers right back, Socrates and Louise in the middle, Tierney at left back. Oh yeah, the back five. They yeah. Five. Then I I don't know what happens. Torreira, Gondrosi, Sebelos and Ozil are all. That's a two two for me. You play two defensive midfielders and two attacking midfielders with those two. Because where's so, the width? Yeah. So it looked. So it initially looked like. So what we normally do is we have. Um, we play like a four-three-three, or more like a four-two-one-three. Right. But then in this, and then usually what happens is Laka go, when Laka and Aubameyang play, Laka goes through the middle, yeah. and Aubameyang goes either right or left, depending on Pepe. In this instance, it was depending on Ertzel. So I imagined Ertzel would have been on the left or or on the right. Laka set through the middle, but then it didn't. It went to more like a four-one-two-one-two. Two. <laughs> right. Expected. So then you've got Laka and Orba through the middle, Ertzel behind them, two defensive midfielders, um, and then yeah, Torreira running, just running around. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it was a mess. It's weird. Ab- absolutely no strategy whatsoever. Is there no. any way back for Emery from this? Uh, uh, not in the fans' eyes. Because he seems to have lost it completely. But yeah. is Mourinho the man to come in and rejuvenate not. a bunch of players that don't seem to be wanting to do I, anything? It, I really, really hope not. I don't like, <laughs> you know, he'd be typically coming and lead us into the fucking new ages or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I'd rather have Rafa Benitez than Emery, and I can't stand him either. I mean, you know, he has. I mean, Jose has looked um, revitalised, I suppose, in these uh, Sky Sports things. The thing is with Mourinho, right? He, he, yes, he he can come in and he'll do, he'll he'll get results out of the team. Yeah. You know, because I think any manager probably would at the moment. Yeah, the players are there. Yeah, a bit of structure, and I think they'll do all right. But then what happens in 18 months when he starts getting angry with everybody, mm. you know, and, and slagging off the board, which he's done at every club he's ever been at? Yeah. You know, if we're bringing him in as a caretaker manager, brilliant. I don't I don't mind first season Marino, everything's new, players are all loving it, brilliant. It's yeah. 18 months for Marino. <laughs> yeah. Dementia or whatever comes in, and he just starts fucking. You know, it's not the long term plan. Is it? In the dressing room. So um, Emery's currently third favourite to get the the, the boot first. Um, Ralph Hasenhutl and Marco Silva only only managers above him in that odds. He's a, he's a, ahead of Ole uh, currently four to one, and Ole's eight to one. You know, I'd swap him for Steve Bruce at the moment. <laughs> I've I've supported Emery, but like it's hard to justify. So yeah, you know, uh, you bring it on Saka instead of Pepe. Okay. He's obviously seen something. 
but then you pl- you're putting him into a central midfield role. Well, yeah. well, we probably not because probably just on going run around, lad. Yeah. Um, and this is when we're one nil up. You know, trying to defend a lead. Uh, <laughs> then when it gets to one one and we've got like 15 minutes to play, I I know. Let's change our left back. Yeah, I don't. I was looking yeah. at that. What that doesn't make sense. He's one of the most attacking left backs in the world, apart from Andy Robertson. Yeah, Klasnac is not a man you want when you're chasing a game. You know, I, so I saw someone on Twitter say that maybe the tactic was that Klasnac and Troy would run into each other <laughs> and the universe would end. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't get it. You know, don't get me wrong, Troy was having a good game, but Tierney was doing all right. You know, he yeah. put a foot wrong all game. He was still getting forward. You know, he's and, a very and, experienced left back. The only thing I can think he, he's looked at is for oh, that, that 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 lad on the right for Wolves is a big lad. Mm. Let's put a big lad on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to to stop him. But yeah, Wolves had 25 shots, Jesus. which is more than any other team have had at the Emirates. I think it's probably more than Arsenal have had, ever had at the Emirates in recent seasons. Arsenal only had 10 shots. Yeah. Fucking hell. We were poor. It started so well as well. Orba, Orba's goal was, was a, a lovely lovely bit of football yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Wolves, look, Wolves looked like they were going to get something out of the game throughout. And I wouldn't have... Do you know, there were times when I generally thought they were going to win it. And that the Emirates was going to blow up. <laughs> How does yeah. this all finish? What happens? Does Xhaka leave? Does Emery leave? Who goes first? Uh, there is talk. I don't know how true it is that if we lose to Leicester next week, which is looking likely, yeah, um, I think he goes. Oof. It's a shame because we're not that club at all, and I, I'm all no, you're not. Him. But you know, and, and and I've defended him, but this game was insanity. Just abs- the substitutions made no sense. Yeah. It's as if he had a plan. It, it's as if he knew he'd written down before the game in an envelope what time his substitutions were going to be. Handed them to the fourth official and gone mm. home. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Like you could have bought a fan and put him on the bench and asked him to make changes, and they wouldn't have made the changes that Emery did. Uh, yeah, they, I don't know. I don't get it. It's the Ian Wright saying that Xhaka should have uh, apologised. Um, well, he, well, he kind of did. Well, he put his name to something that the PR department quite clearly yeah. wrote, <laughs> uh, and you know, and I think it was heavily edited because he didn't mean. I don't think he meant it. No, some of the stuff he's been getting on social media is just hideous. That's social media, isn't it? People saying I, that. I, he... I, I, I don't think he needs to apologise. No, I mean, he is. He's tr- trying, isn't he? He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not, not a player that's going to hide. Yeah, that's the thing, he doesn't hide. And I know I said last week that he probably should apologise, but the more I thought about it, no, I don't think he, he should. I think if, if if some of our other players showed that, that amount of, you know, that they cared and whatever, I think we'd mm. be in a much better position. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Xhaka's performances haven't been brilliant, but he's he's not that sort of player. No. He, you know, he's, he's not he's not the sort of player who's going to, you know, run around and give you, like, action man David Beckham performance. <laughs> you know, who would you rather have him Lingard or Pereira <laughs> yeah Xhaka every know, day I'm, I'm quite happy to have him maybe he should be captain and whatever and I don't think he probably will be captain again um, but yeah to be fair we keep playing like this uh, maybe the plan was that um, Emery was like look lads we'll forget the result we've got to get Granite back in the team <laughs> yeah, look, we need you him. all look like you don't know what you're doing in the <laughs> and then when he comes in we'll actually look like we've got a bit of shape uh, but yeah yeah, a, a one or draw with Wolves not a bad result no we're, we're still fifth Exactly. Yeah, after know, all this chaos, you know, you're it's, still it's, fifth. It's 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 not terrible, um, but yeah, it's just yeah. As I said last week, that I think the fans have turned on him. I think certain players have turned on him now. Mm. Uh, I imagine he, 
if he lasts till the end of the season, I would I would be surprised. Yeah. And I, I I expect Freddie Lundberg to to come in and maybe turn it around, and I hope he does because he's done great work by under twenty three. Oh, that'd be great! Um, I love Freddie. But yeah, you know, please not Jose. There is no next manager odds for uh, Arsenal currently, so you can get them from Man United and Spurs and Everton. So okay, that's good. Yeah. You know, I I I I think I I take Harry Kane as our manager. <laughs> right, Watford, Whee! still not <laughs> won a game. Only team in the country still not to win a game. Um, I'm gonna say something really controversial, Ross, right. which is highly like me. <laughs> I kind of like this Chelsea team. So do I. I said this to my wife. <laughs> my wife's a Chelsea fan. And I said I hate that you're actually playing nice football and Lampard's in charge of it all. <laughs> It, 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 it's horrible. I don't like it. <laughs> I still think the defence is awful. It's it's not good, and yeah, good teams like, can. I've oh, slagged off Tamori plenty of times on this podcast, but he's having a good season. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I don't know. There's something about them that's quite nice. I think it's because they're not just relying on Eden Hazard. They're having to bring these kids in, and and the the the, the narrative that always oh, doing it with the kids as if he wouldn't have gone and spent three hundred million if he could have gone and spent three hundred million. That's kind of been brushed under the carpet that. They've got a ban, and he's going to have to play these players, and it's working out for him currently. But do you think he? Do you think he would have gone and spent big money? He would have gone and spent some money, definitely. I think, yeah, because I think he'd have replaced the likes of Jorginho and stuff like that, which have been able not to has been looks like a masterstroke. I think he would have gone and bought a big money striker as well, and Abraham wouldn't have had ten goals this year. Maybe, but yeah, they're playing really nice, and you spent well you and Dave spent a year uh, or more on this podcast talking about Jorginho and um, that assist yeah yeah oh my oh yeah well me and Dave will take all of the credit <laughs> obviously you know he's been listening and thinking right I've got to step this up now mate. Yeah. I mean he's going to coast now for the rest of the season on the back of that but that was fantastic ball and great finish from Abraham as well yeah quality and you know I'm talking to players pulling it out uh, Pulisic uh, has now scored more goals at this well, more goals for Chelsea yeah. in his last two games than he has in any season he's played. Well, wow. I think he's equaled it. I think he scored four goals in both of his two seasons at Dortmund when wow. he broke into the team. So he's never scored more than four goals in a season. He's played three games for Chelsea this season, I yeah. think. Now, and he's, he's he's already there. And Got four goals. It, I know Lampard. I said I said last week Lampard made it out like you know he was bringing him in slowly, similar to how Klopp did with Fabinho. Mm. It looks like. And it's really starting to look like a masterstroke. You know, he scored, he scored, he scored again in this game. Yeah, they, they literally walked that ball in. He couldn't miss. It was on the goal line for him to just tap in. It was, it was really nice play, and it could have been more for not for Ben Foster making some absolutely stunning yeah, that's what saves. I was say. Two two one kind of flatters Watford a little yeah. bit. Uh, ben Foster really kept them in. It really, really kept them in the game. What three and, fantastic and saves? Yeah, they did. Last, last touch of the game, <laughs> Ben Foster nearly equalised. I mean, did you see the interviews that you did afterwards? No, he said if he, yeah, if he scored, he's going to retire straight away. That's the last thing Watford need. Yeah, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, the, the only other thing of note I've got here is that VAR awarded Watford a penalty. Um, see, I thought, I don't know, there, there was a touch, and I, I mean, it would have been a given, given a free kick somewhere else on the pitch, probably, but. It's the fact that he now t- took another touch, saw that Kepper had got the ball and it had run out of play, and then he went down. It was a really odd kind of. Those are the ones I don't like that are going to VR. They should just leave them and the the refs kind of control. That's the thing. Is it is it clear and obvious? No, you it know? wasn't. That's the thing. I, I know at the start of the season we we're talking about oh if they're just going to look for contact, 
obviously Wilfred Zahar is going to have a field day. <laughs> um, but that doesn't that doesn't seem to have been the case. No, it's weird this one got referred. Yeah, but I think they look at every decision, don't they? Ah, right, okay. They look at every goal and every penalty decision and potential red cards. The referee doesn't actually refer anything. I'll be honest. This is the the early game and the late game yesterday were the first Premier League games I've watched all season, um, which therefore means they're the first VR games I've ever seen. And oh god, you picked a good weekend. Yeah, it was just confusing. I didn't know why they were looking at some things, why they weren't looking at other things. Go back and watch last weekend. <laughs> you know, hence why we had a two-hour sh- show. It wasn't just all me screaming and shouting. And Ali around. talking about VAR. Yeah, but like I, I thought this week was quite light on the VAR. Um, I, I, I haven't got the letters written down on my pad very often, <laughs> to be fair. But yeah, this one, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. No, it, there was contact, but not enough for him to actually take another two steps and then go down. It was a soft one. But a have good penalty, you, though. Have you seen Craig Dawson's booking? Yes, ridiculous. <laughs> What's it for? A, a, making a perfect challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was a textbook challenge. Yeah, that was done too well, know, yellow card. Yeah. Don't know what he got a booking for, but again, wasn't covered a match of the day, strangely. No. I had, to, I had to go to Twitter to find the highlights of that. <laughs> you know, so. Mm, yeah, if, if that's a booking and uh, Firmino is offside by an armpit, then the game was gone. It's, uh, gotcha. it's ridiculous. Oh, God, we didn't even discuss that. Because <laughs> we were talking, talking about the, the hatred for Liverpool. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a shocking decision. Um, that's onside, isn't it? How can your armpit be offside? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, th- I think I, th- I think I saw something originally where um, on Twitter they showed this one getting all my highlights from it, it seems now. Um, they showed something where at the first drawing of the line, Firmino's offside. Right. So then suddenly you see the camera slide ever so slightly, <laughs> and then this line appears that goes up to his armpit. <laughs> that, but if you look at it from the side angle, the the line was it was like they were moving the line looking for something to disallow it. <laughs> Really, really strange. But yeah, uh, yeah. If you're going to look at contact, then there's going to be a, an awful lot of penalties given if that's mm. what they're going for now. But yeah. yeah. Um, Watford, is there any way back for them this season? Bear in mind they've already changed their manager. Yeah, that seemed early and mm-hmm. kind of unnecessary. Like it didn't start great, fine, but you're only what five or six games in when they changed, yeah. and nothing has changed since then. They got uh, a point against Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. They, I like them. They should be better than this, but they've got five points and a minus seventeen goal difference. So, is, Saints next season nine in one game. Is it written in the stars for uh, Troy Deeney to come in and save the oh, day? God, I forgot. Twenty not. goal haul. Yeah, me too. I can't stand that man. The fact that you said you like Watford almost made me disconnect the call. <laughs> I like um, Watford bar Troy Deeney. Yeah, but then Tom Cleverley, Will Hughes. You know, oh, Will Hughes is the most overrated footballer there ever was. Yeah, you know, the list goes on. Um, but yeah, they, to, 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 to me, it, I know normally we're only, I know we are only 11 games in. Yeah. Um, but to be the only club in England to have not won a game this season yeah, is, is pretty bad. Usually those kind of runs you find lower down the leagues and they go on for a little bit longer. I think like the other season, like Newcastle went like 13 games without a win yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know. Bolton start the season with two professional players, and they've yeah. won some games. Yeah, um, it, it, it's shocking, you know. And I, I, yeah, I can't see them getting out of it. But can they change their manager again? I suppose technically because they've brought an old manager back in. Um, <laughs> they could do it's the Italian uh, thing. Just keep putting yeah, them on garden and leave. I'm expecting a lot of players from like Granada and Udinese and that lot to suddenly <laughs> ship in in January because that's what they normally do. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just don't see what what they're going to do because obviously Foster's having a decent season. Um, they they bought in Dawson in um, in the in the in in the transfer window. Yeah. Um, if they rock bottom, it's not like they're going to go out and sign Koulibaly. They've scored six goals. It's mad. Absolutely that is mad. appalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six goals in eleven games. <sighs> yeah, and one of them's a dodgy penalty. <laughs> and, yeah. and what? Two of them are against Arsenal. That yeah, so that's. There's fifty percent of their goals this season accounted for in in two games. Jesus, they got Norwich next, then Burnley, then Saints. Oh, well, there you go. First win of the season coming up next weekend. Yeah, Norwich, Burnley, Saints. They got a chance here. Three games that they could win. I think next week they should let both teams wear yellow. <laughs> Just for the fun of it, because if not, it's going to be last on match of the day. You know, it was basically the Leeds game yesterday. Two teams in the same colour kit. Oh, is this the QPR thing? Yeah. I've seen you talking about it. I, I, obviously, I don't watch... Uh, they wore light blue against a team playing in white. They are different colours, Ross. They are, but they're very similar colours. When, you, when, when your third kit is know, luminous I pink. I don't know how light blue we're talking. Very, very, oh, yeah. very light blue. Like Lighter blue than Coventry. All right, stop trying to sneak leads into it. <laughs> um, right, uh, on to Sunday's games then. Uh, Palace and Leicester took each other on in the early morning, ki- well, the early afternoon kickoff. Uh, two clubs in form. Uh, obviously, Leicester in more form than Palace, I suppose, is the fairest way to say it. Yeah. Uh, considering they're going great guns at the moment. And they continued that form to reclaim third place, uh, winning 2 0. Goals from Soyuncu who is looking like one of the best defenders in the Premier League at the yeah, moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I laughed at Arsenal passing him up a few weeks ago, saying, oh, well, you know, obviously there's something wrong with him. Um, uh, and Jamie Vardy scoring after he, well, his 10th Premier League goal of the season, which I think he's, he's the first player to hit the 10-goal mark. Yeah. Um, and it was an absolutely brilliant team move. Jamie Vardy barely touched the ball in this game, yet still comes away with a fantastic performance and a goal. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's lethal, absolutely lethal. Him and... What Rodgers has got him doing, he's scored 19 goals since Rodgers took over. Yeah, more goals than anyone else. Five more than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. And only Liverpool and Manchester City have won more games in the Premier League since Rodgers took Leicester over. So I think they've won like 15 and Liverpool have won loads. Um, And Leicester have now won 12 games since he came in. There's all this talk of Rodgers earning himself this big club move. Like, Leicester won the Premier League a couple of years ago and say, they're in the top three. I was going to say, he's had big club moves. You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I'm going to hate myself for saying this. There could be one in North London about to appear. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he's been linked with us before and at the time... Would it like, be the no, worst no, thing? No, no, I'd take him right now. <laughs> I'd, I'd go and pick him up on my moped and drive him down, wrap him up in a quilt and drive him down. I'd go down the motorway and everything, take him... You know, I hate him. He's a smug, arrogant. He's man. so smart. He's David Brent. He's the embodiment of David Brent as a football manager. But but fuck me, he's got Leicester playing some good football. Yeah, I, I mean, would argue they are probably playing the best football in the league right now. And Didi Perez, Tillman, Madison Barnes as a f- midfield five that you'd just dream to have at the minute. They're just so well run unit. And like mm-hmm. Johnny Evans, is yeah, he's Johnny playing Evans out for his skin. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at that team. You know, there is. <laughs> Okay, I know when Leicester won the league, it was a fluke and whatever. And they did. Yeah. They had this great team spirit and whatever that kind of went away and stuff like that. You can tell he's taking the piss. He bought Wes Morgan on. <laughs> um, With five minutes to go. Yeah, you know, Damari Gray hasn't had the, the greatest of time, times and whatever. He, you know, no. he come on, he set up one of the goals. Um, oh, what's his what's his name? What's his name? I've completely forgotten now. Oh, Leicester player. Um, Madison Barnes. Uh, Madison's having a good season. Harvey Barnes, obviously, 
Ian Acho is still in that team, weirdly. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I was going to talk about somebody. Obviously, Cashman Schmeichel's not the greatest of players. No. Vardy's been on and off until Rogers comes to the club and injected him with some kind of fucking bio <laughs> thing. He looks a completely different player, but yeah, Mad- Madison is pulling the strings. Yeah. In that midfield. Indeed, he looks brilliant as well. Uh, I know he was highly rated at one point, but I think. But the thing is, when Puel came into the club, they, mm. they were doing all right. Obviously, things went a bit sour for Ranieri. Puel come in and made them look so ordinary. Yeah. It's now such a big step up to where they are now. So, you know, has this all, always been there? You know, because I say they brought in Ndidi um, to replace Kante, and he's doing more than an adequate job and whatever. Uh, so maybe Rogers is getting more credit than due. But, you know, if he, if he wants a club that's... Um, got underperforming players where you could go in and look like a hero. Um, I, I, I hear certain parts of London are lovely at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hate Brendan Rodgers, but I, 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 I don't think there's a club in Europe that wouldn't take him. He moment. gets results, doesn't he? It's weird, isn't it? It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he, he does just get results wherever he's been. He's been successful to a degree. You know, and say so he's got the, the since he took over. If the Premier League was a thing, he would still be where he is now in third. Um, you know, but he would have the top scorer and everything like that. And say so they are definitely one of the most attacking teams going. You know, they picked up James Madison. Yeah. Um, I don't think Rogers Coventry or Norwich. No, going from Norwich. You know, I don't think it was Rogers who bought him in. But I think you know, and I think he did all right when he came, when he originally came in anyway. Yeah. Um, but. It was Rogers that saw that Harvey Barnes was tearing up the championships and bought him yeah, back straight away. Bought him straight back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's just got them playing such great football. It's Dave must be furious to see what Jose Perez is doing now. Yeah, that, that's who I was going to talk about, Perez. <laughs> there was talk years and years ago that you know Barcelona were watching him and stuff like that, but he, yeah. he never he never tore it up at Newcastle. No. You know he didn't even look like Newcastle's best player at times, and yeah, he's gone in at Leicester. Rejuvenated. Kind of in a similar way that Azaki, Azaki did. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it, yeah, he's having a whale of time playing some great football. He's like a great place to go and play football if you want to be a, a successful player. Yeah, absolutely madness. Uh, we'll come on to the last game of the day. This is going to be quite tricky because it's only just finished playing and I haven't watched most of it. <laughs> uh, Everton took on Spurs at um, Goodison. Yes. My, my mind is not working at all. Uh, Goodison. Uh, both teams not in the greatest of form and desperate for a win. So obviously this one finished one all. Um, interestingly, no Harry Kane for Spurs today. He was ill or sick of this shit <laughs> on Twitter. Um, but yeah, uh, Spurs going to have a one-one draw uh, after 12 minutes of injury time. Everton equalised in late. I think it was Calvert Lewin scoring again. Please tell me it wasn't. Uh, no, Tosson. Oh, thank God. Well, that's even worse. It is, yeah. Uh, I, I found it quite interesting that Tosson came off the bench while Moses Keane was still on the bench. Um, he's out there in January, isn't he? I think he's incredibly overrated. Really? Yeah. Hello? I mean, it wasn't hard to do score goals in that team last year at UV. Okay. With the players they had around him. He looks bang average playing with these sort of players at Everton. I mean, it's not hard. He's got Tom Davis and uh, Richarlison and Walcott and Delph feeding him balls. It's not the greatest supply line, but I don't know. I think he's just overrated. And he has looked bang average when yeah. he has played. But I think me and Ali discussed it last week. He just hasn't been getting the minutes. Well, no, yeah, that's the thing. You can't expect him to just hit the ground running and score goals 
without playing him, he has to he has to play. And the fact that Calvin Lewin was playing ahead of him was just a disgrace. Yeah, the man's yeah, a fo- we, we, football we, we, league striker. Yeah, we love Calvin Lewin on this. <laughs> Um, uh, Michael Keane also on the bench. Yeah, not the best of times lately. No, Gary Mina played despite despite still being injured. Apparently, I think he passed a late fitness test. Um, but yeah, oh, I've just seen the Andre Gomez injury. Oh, oh. oh. still haven't shown it again. But they have shown they've shown where Son clips him. Yeah, but then someone else come. Uh, I think it's Aurier comes in. I yeah, there's is. there's no fault. On Son, I don't think it's real. It's a harsh red card, to be honest. And he's in tears as soon as he's yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And the... yeah, as soon as you see Son clip him, as soon as he moves, it starts to fall, and you see Aurier coming in. Sky have cut it there. Yeah, Aurier smashes into him, and he's down for a little bit as well. And his ankle or his foot is facing the wrong direction. Nice. Uh, that, I suppose that's going to be the big talking point in this game. <laughs> from from what I saw of the game before we started recording. Spurs look pretty poor up front. Yeah. Interestingly, so they look poor up front and pretty shit at the back. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down my notes here. So I wrote down Sanchez and Richarlison seem to be having a put their own personal grudge match uh, <laughs> to the point where Richarlison probably should have had a penalty. Uh, yeah. But Sanchez did everything he can just to make him as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. Uh, during the, I think at one point he nudged him off the pitch. <laughs> um, but there was there was an instance literally seconds before Ali opened the scoring. Where, and I'd noticed this a couple of other times where Son and that lot, Ali would be in space and they just wouldn't pass to him. Really? Yeah. And then and I, as I was writing it down, Son played Ali through and <laughs> he scored the opener. And I thought, okay, that's going to rub that out. But then I noticed it happen again. <laughs> there were times when Ali was drifting into space and they just wouldn't play the ball to him. So obviously you couldn't not play him in when he scored the goal. And it was a good yeah. finish and everything. But yeah, I wonder if... I've heard plenty of rumours that things aren't well in that dressing room. I think he's and not he liked that. I wouldn't surprise me if he was the sort of player who wouldn't be very liked because I mm. can imagine with everything going badly as it is, he's the sort of person who would tell you as it is. Yes. But maybe not in the best way. He He's basically the me of that dressing room. <laughs> which I'm not sure who should be more insulted, me or him. Um but yeah, I also saw. Uh, I think there was an interview before the game um, that I caught briefly that they were comparing um, Ali's career at Spurs to uh, that scene in Rocky where they tell Rocky. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Where they they somebody says to Rocky, "Oh, what made him great? Because he was a fighter, you know, and he was just yeah. a, a pure fighter. But then he softened because you know, and he wasn't a fighter anymore. Because he got successful." Yeah, because he got successful and whatever, and they're, they're saying basically that's what happened to, to Ali because when he came in, he he's like that street footballer. Yeah, uh, as me, Ali, and Dave, and that I've put it in the past. He, he's that street footballer. You know, he's the best kid on the park and stuff like that. Mm. You know, and then he, he's coming and he's he's raw and he's coming to the Premier League and obviously at MK Dons and whatever and, and done really well. But now he's you know he's thought okay, I've got to up my game. I've got to try and be a central midfielder or an attacking midfielder. And I just don't think he's got the noose for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You see that you see some of these players like if you ever seen the F two foot freestylers on 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 uh, YouTube and whatever. Yeah. You look at some of the things they can do. They're better than most professional footballers, mm. but they will both openly admit that they can't play professional football because they haven't got the brain for it. <laughs> it. Not in a nasty way. Yeah. No. Um, it takes a certain thing, doesn't it, to be able to be a yeah, professional yeah, football players like Teddy Sheringham. We weren't technically great, but they had it in their head. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I think players like Ali, your Lingards, and stuff like that, the playground players. I don't think they necessarily have all that. Sometimes. So what Ali needs is for some big Russian to kill one of his best mates on a football pitch, 
And then he um, can get it back. Um, Continue yeah, the sure. uh, the, yeah. the Rocky yeah. analogy. Uh, well, Serge Aurier had a go. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how close he is to uh, Andre Gomez. Uh, you know, but he had a go at killing somebody. He's had a go for several times. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. He got subbed off know. in this as well. Who Aurier? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look. He looked. He. he, he, he this is going to sound worse than it intended, but he turned white. Yeah. After that attack. Four minutes uh, later, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's kind of in on him. Son tripped him, and then they yeah, already just smashed into him. And it was very nice. But Spurs striker started with six midfielders in this game. No strikers. Haven't they haven't got another striker. No, Lorente. Did he come back? I know there was talk no. of him coming back at one point. Um, but yeah, yeah their bench is just defenders, goalkeepers, and midfielders. Yeah, and Harry Winks. I, I saw someone, you know, saying it was nice of uh, Pochettino to rest uh, like Lamella <laughs> and Lo Celso and Foyf. Uh, obviously, Argentina have got a big game coming up. All right. <laughs> some point, you know, but yeah, you know, Lo Celso, a player they made a big deal out of wanting yeah. to sign. Don't get me wrong, he looks terrible, so play him. <laughs> but yeah, just not not getting the minutes. Yeah, well, hopefully Kane's fit for them because now Son's going to be suspended for what three games? I assume it's a red card, straight red card. I could imagine it might get overturned. Yeah, it, it should do. Because it, it didn't look like a red card to me, either. Um, and they're eleventh. Yeah. Everton's seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just waiting for Pochettino to quit. But you know, who goes first, Pochettino or Silva? Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, maybe Emery can go, and I'll have one of them at the end. Because <laughs> they made a big fuss about getting Silva, and yeah, left Watford to. for it, and I mean, he's not doing very well, Everton. Yeah, so he, he, the fans don't like him either, do they? But, no. And he's getting a draw, a, a late draw at Tottenham, a good result at the moment. I don't think even Adam likes him. Adam's been a he, he gives managers to the very, very bitter end, Everton, mm. apart from Big Sam, obviously. I don't know what it is about him. There's this aura about him. I remember him was linked with Arsenal. Like, there's this aura about him that his teams play good, open, expansive football. Yeah. And he buys those sorts of players. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like my own football manager. I have all the attacking material, <laughs> all of them. And stuff like that, but then yeah, shoves just can't shove him into a team, you know. And when Theo Walcott's still starting, <laughs> you know, he obviously hasn't learned lessons. No, uh, but yeah, madness. Maybe he'll end up at the Emirates. You um, never know. But yeah, how long does Potch last? You know, I think he's gone pretty soon. Like, you know, I, I thought Harry Kane would run for a burning building to put a Tottenham shirt on for the chance of a tap in. Uh, you know, but he's got, got sniffles some sniffles. He? Yeah, yeah he's got sniffles. And it's like, yeah, I ain't playing. <laughs> yeah. It is weird, but I don't know. It's going to take one piece to fall, and the rest are going to tumble into place, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, are we? You know, are we still waiting for? Is Solskjaer going? The catalyst for everything. I think know? it might be, yeah. Because if Solskjaer goes, then that frees up Pochettino to move, and someone else is going to take the Spurs job. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, are we looking at you know, someone like Silva going in? At, at Spurs, he's he's just, he looks like a Spurs manager, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you mean with that. Yeah, he's got he's got that that about like the attacking football. Yeah, that isn't necessarily true and stuff like that. You know, you know, just waiting for a big club. You could argue that Everton are a big club and they've spent a lot of money. Though, so if he's not doing it there, where is he going to do it? Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. You know, maybe um, Emery doesn't need to move house and he could. Uh, <laughs> No. Imagine go that. Up the ro- go up the road. Arsenal fans hate him already. Yeah, I, I don't think Arsenal fans would bat an eyelid. <laughs> um, oh, I'm, I'm turning into one of them. Stop <laughs> it! Horrible. I feel awful for, for turning on the manager, but you probably used to yeah. enjoy football before I got on this podcast. Yeah. Oh god. 
<laughs> You've got Leicester next weekend then, on the late kickoff. Yeah, I'm not doing the show next weekend because I'm um, going to the North Pole for something. <laughs> fuck off, am I watching that game? Oh, oh we got the, no, we got the Europa League first, Ross. Oh, yeah, so don't forget that. We'll win convincingly on Thursday night. What European back water do you travel to for that? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I don't know. We are away. I think we are playing. I hope we're not playing Frankfurt because they fucking smashed Bayern Munich this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, 5 2. Did you tune into the Friday night football with Norwich taking on Watford? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Cancel all my plans. Is that the really the Friday night game? That is it, yeah. They've got a combined um, 12 points between them this season. So that is confirmed last 14 time goals exactly. between them. <laughs> I know Chris likes to predict what game will be last time match of the day. Yeah, that. I'm going to get ahead of him because there is no way that game is it, gold in it. I'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's hideous. Chelsea Palace is the only game on Saturday. And then um, I imagine it's about six games on Sunday, as is the, the way with the Europa League at the moment. Uh, just the three. Man U Brighton. Okay, at, that's unusual. Man U Brighton at two. Wolves Villa. Is that a derby? Uh, yes, that's and it's two quite as well. a contested one around here. That's in Wolves. Villa fans just hate everybody that it's in. But Sky won't care about those two games because Liverpool Man City's on at 4.30. That's it, yeah, that's all they're going to talk about. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine during the commentary of the Watford-Norwich game, <laughs> they are literally just going to talk about Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. But I wouldn't blame them in that instance. Uh, so, go on then, how did Leeds get on this weekend? We won! The first yeah, time we scored yeah. two goals in a game for fucking ages. You are you, you Leeds fan, not Newcastle fan. You remember that, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Leeds fans have been moaning. I mean, we're top of the league. Like, stop moaning, for fuck's sake. You're top of the league. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Preston are top of the league. Well, we're joint. They scored one more goal than us. Uh, I was going to ask where Leeds are because I don't look at the table. I just know that Sky have been banging on about Preston being top of the league all afternoon. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're currently uh, what second on goal difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not bad. I mean. We've we've conceded eight goals this year, which is the best uh, in the country. I want to say. Okay, if we're about to get a twelve-game ban, though. Yes, because uh, I don't Leeds know if it. this is. Well, it's going to sound racist from what he said, but he said Mark the black guy. I mean, um, mm. okay, not necessarily racist. I no, suppose controversial. Yeah, probably shouldn't have said it. Yeah, eight 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 to twelve-game ban though, because it's a Leeds player. Of course, of course. Yeah, John Terry uh, got what four games? Also, would you please like to explain? Right, I think you know what I'm going to ask. How the fuck does Patrick Bamford get picked? Because <laughs> he get paid thirty grand a week and costs seven million pounds. Okay. Eddie was injured this week. Actually, he's got a um, no abdomen injury, <laughs> which I think probably Bam- Bamford probably kicked him in training just to make sure he doesn't take his place because he was about to start this weekend. Well, then can you please send him back? No, we need him. And we don't. Oh well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe he can play centre midfield. I've never yeah, seen two sets of fans want one player so much. That it, it's it's mad. He's really yeah. good. Even Bristol City fans are joining in. Yeah, they're Bristol furious. City he didn't tried, go to them. Bristol City tried to get him, and obviously, um, I think Emery wanted him to go to Leeds because yeah. you, you play similar football to us. So hey, you're top of the championship. I have no. <laughs> um, can we can, tell you what? Can we ask Pablo Hernandez or something? I don't know. He's, he's supposed to be quite good. <laughs> yeah, Pablo's my man. He's, who's, uh, that, who's that? Um, who's that long-haired dickhead you've got? Long-haired. The one that, the one that everybody wants. Like twenty people on Villa run about spending twenty odd million on him. Oh, Calvin Looks Phillips. Hopeless. Is that the one? Yeah. He's got like dreads or something. Pineapple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, send him down. Oh, yeah, he, looks like, <laughs> he looks like he's playing midfield. He's under new five-year contract, so he's going to cost you. Oh, yeah, we've got, we got a couple of... True, you have got a lot of money to spend. 100k dotted around. <laughs> um, or, oh, who's that guy that you, you, you hate? We'll take him. 
It's quite a lot. Forshaw. Of them. Adam, Adam Forshaw. Forshaw. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take him. He can play centre mid, isn't it? He is a centre mid. Annoyingly, like he's been the player that's missed for ages, and he's actually quite. Turns out it's quite pivotal to how we play, which is annoying. You can have Helder Costa. He's shit. Fifteen million. He's got one goal, one assist. Yeah, but he made that one run in that one Wolves game uh, in the season they got promoted and he did better than he is. Yeah, the fucking hell. Wolves have our pants down. 15 yeah, million for him, two and a half million from Barry Douglas. They're shit at the pair of them. It's the Wolves tax. I think Nottingham Forest fans would feel the same about Is it Cavalero? Yeah. Oh, no, did you get to, I think he went to Fulham in the end. Oh, yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he went to Fulham, didn't he, not Forest? Yeah, but I think I think they would probably argue this, that they got a bum deal as well. Yeah, they've had our pants down massively on that. Team where Adam, Adam R. Tremore, a Traore was a... You know, the guy that's still himself, there. Yeah, ragging himself in a bit. <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to bring up before we go, Sam? Um, did you see the Balotelli thing today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way I love him kicking, picking the ball up and kicking it out of play. Yeah. <laughs> like it annoyed me that he came back on, but then Chris didn't tell that, us that, that he scored. Because I don't think he actually left the pitch, did he? No, he went go off, and then they stopped the game, and he came back on, and he scored the winner, which is yeah, a small victory. Goal as well. Absolute cracking goal. So fair, fair play for that, but yeah, I did, I did, I did see that his, his teammates all rallied round him to drag him back onto the pitch. Not rally round to support him in any way. No, um, just get back uh, on the pitch. Just... And then, and then a brief statement was read out over the, the tannoy to the fans. Yeah. Um, whatever that means, uh, you know. But I, I imagine um, the is it Verona? Verona, Verona. Yeah. I imagine they'll be fined about four quid, um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's ridiculous when. It, it was going back to Leeds. Maybe we got banned. We got two hundred grand fine for standing on a public footpath, and then uh, they're going to get nothing near that for actual racist abuse. It's just wrong. Football's wrong. The priorities of what what what's bad is wrong. I'm expecting Balotelli to come out in some paddy power underwear next. <laughs> get a hundred million dollar fine. He's the sort of player to to make a statement. You know, I know he's he's often subject to ridicule uh, and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, it's going to take someone, player. isn't it, to just fully walk off and just refuse to come back. He's the sort of player who rips his contract off and be like, you know what, yeah. I don't want to play in Italy no more. Because yeah, he's had it. this before. He left Italy because mm. of the, the way he was treated and he was very open about it. Yeah. The fact that the, the Italians would never accept him because he was African yeah. uh, and what have you. Even when he plays for Italy, they, they give him the same shit. So yeah. they can't use that good old excuse of, oh, we do it to put the opposition off. <laughs> like, well, I'm wearing your fucking shirt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but... I don't know, you know. He's probably he's probably the right person to do it. You know, he's he's still classed as a big name, and he's someone that the media will always look at. You know, obviously, you know. It's just every week, isn't it? It's really demoralising. It, 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 it is mad, absolutely mad that you know no one no one seems to want to do anything. You know, mm. if if someone was to come in and say I'm going to clean up Italian football, yes, they'd have a massive job, but surely that. You know, it could change the footballing world. It starts yeah. there, doesn't it? That's the. I mean, Eastern Europe is bad, but for for mainstream football, it starts in Italy. That's the thing. How how mad is it that we're talking about a country like Italy? I I, I don't want to be like stereotypical or anything, yeah. you know. But you do think that these things come out. You yeah, you're Eastern European countries and whatever. Mm. But you know, and obviously, okay, Italy has a checkered history uh, and, and what have you. But they were they were quite a cultured country. Yeah. To, to you know to. To see this is, is, is madness. It's almost 2020. I mean, that is the future, and this is still happening. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
Absolutely insane. Uh, so, please pimp your socials. I hear you have a 101 podcast that you appear on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to cut them down, but yeah. Uh, at Rossbell1984, uh, that's pretty much where I retweet all links to all my podcasts. If you're an NFL fan, then uh, hit me up on there, talk about NFL. And I'll do a wrestling one, um, which is due back soon, ring the bell. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this, Man of the Post. I want to thank Chris and Dave for all the work they do. Ali Fonny joins on, and all the extra time guys as well. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure, sir. So I've been here a year now, and you haven't kicked me off yet. So <laughs> I don't know what I need to do to get kicked off. I mean, you, you've kept this thing going. If it wasn't for you and Dave jumping on Sundays and keeping the Sunday show going, which is this is what we won an award for all those many moons ago. Just it's this is our prime show, and it's it's good to listen to you guys. Don't let the other guys hear you say that. Like if this is the prime show. Jesus Christ! Up your game, Chris and Adam and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any of this. <laughs> I, I am remaining very humble, but thank you very much, sir. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to do the show. Uh, I know I go off on my tangents and say stupid things sometimes, but I do enjoy it. It's fun. I remember in our first season, I think I said that Steve Clark would be sacked after two games when he was West Brom boss and he finished the season. I mean, this, this, the best place to make outlandish statements is these podcasts. Uh, it's all right. Next week I'll be wearing my, uh, when we beat Leicester, I'll be wearing my uh, Unite Emery face mask and, <laughs> you know, and. Chant, chanting all all of the chants, <laughs> and hopefully, yeah, hopefully Dave is back soon because uh, you guys do a great job together. You got a good chemistry, and uh, it is tough having a young child. And doesn't get any better, Dave. Either. Don't if, think you're about to get it easy. On, if, if ever cries on the podcast, Dave, you're done. <laughs> you hear me? You're done. Please come back, Dave. I'm out of control. <laughs> Uh, right, you can find us at Man on the Post, as Ross says, where uh, I'm sure Chris is tweeting something funny every now and again. Yeah, um, I still haven't got access to my own Twitter account. Chris has blocked me somehow from getting on there. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, no, yeah, he tweets about all the shows. Uh, so please do check them out. Uh, and that is it then. Uh, nothing else you want to go over quickly? No, that's it. That's it. So, thank you for listening, and always remember to keep your man on the post. 